0: This is the Average to Savage Podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Back for another episode of Average to Savage Podcast. Got a special guest, Amobi Akugo. Amobi, what's good? Uh, chilling, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So let's just uh, jump right into it and um, tell tell the audience a little about yourself.
1: Yes, uh, uh, I'm Amobi Akugo, uh, 27 years old, born in Hayworth. Um, First-generation Nigerian-American. The oldest of four siblings. Got two brothers and a sister. Um, Born in Hayward. Raised in Sacramento. Um, uh, Professional soccer player. Currently a free agent. And uh, I guess an entrepreneur now as well. Um, That's a little bit about myself. I know we'll dive into more as the podcast keeps going.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Growing up in California, um, I know you went to UCLA. So, how did you decide to go to UCLA? Also, I
1: mean... I traveled a lot during my during my youth, mm-hmm. um, just traveling for soccer. Um, so when I was choosing colleges, my parents basically said I have to stay in California. So it was up to Stanford, UCLA, Santa Clara, and Cal, yep. and ultimately uh, UCLA was the closest but farthest away out of all the schools, or the farthest away but still close enough.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. Uh... And- so they did they sell you on anything, or it was just like that's what you that's what you wanted to
1: go? Uh, I mean, yeah. UCLA, they don't have to do any selling. Once you get on yeah. the campus, they say once you get on the campus, your decision is usually made. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, you know, go go on my official visit, um, and once I went on the campus, once I got to hear more about them. Obviously, the education, the component, and then the student athlete component is top notch. But just being in Westwood and around that around that. It was just—it was a game changer for me, and I think I—I—I I, I made my verbal commitment like the—the—the the, the second
0: I arrived back to Sacramento. Gotcha. And I know uh, you only played one season there, and then you got drafted to the MLS. Was that like planned that you were gonna only play one season?
1: No. It, to be honest, it wasn't planned at all. Um, you know, being a first-generation Nigerian American, both my parents valued education yeah. uh, a lot, but it just happened where. You know, I just got a, uh, a deal I couldn't refuse and mm-hmm. um, the fact that they were offering to continue to pay for my education okay. uh, with the contract I signed it was just you know you gotta do it you can only play soccer for so long so might as well get as many years as you can while you can
0: yeah for sure I'm sure uh, not that many people knew that uh, they were gonna pay for your college
1: um, n- yeah well, usually well at this time during, with, the, with the MLS mm-hmm. they were offering a generation Adidas contract oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the, the basics the basis of the contract is that Adidas will, um, they to entice um, kids to leave early. They they will re, uh, reimburse you for your for your education. Gotcha. So um, I was able to get um, reimbursement stipends and play soccer at the same time. So it was a, a win win for me and my family.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, if they had that, probably for more sports, probably be easier for people to make decisions.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think more and more uh, schools and um, schools and leagues are starting to do it, but it's still hey. not where. I feel it needs to be for the
0: most part. Yeah, for sure. So what was it like getting drafted uh, in the first round at MLS? Uh, It was
1: just Uh, it was an honor you know to be drafted to be uh, recognized for your talents Uh, luckily my my school uh, UCLA we had a good year so you know when the team does well everyone individuals start to shine Mm -hmm. and I was fortunate enough um, with my background being with the youth national teams and stuff like that that um, I had some uh, that I had some I guess some hype or some eyes on me Mm -hmm. and um, our team was able to go far and a couple teams showed interest Um, and ultimately Philadelphia picked me in the first round, so it was an honor, I was very grateful, especially because Philadelphia, for mm-hmm. them to put their trust in me as one of their first picks for their new team, because they were an expansion team at that time. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, what was that like, um, did they, uh, were they recruiting you before this, before, like, they drafted you, did you go and to train with them, or work out? Uh,
1: have any training before mm-hmm. you know now if they like if they have their eye on you they might have you come in like the summer before yeah. see how you like mesh mm-hmm. but because it was like a new team literally they showed interest at the combine um uh, I barely talked to my agent and uh, when they when the draft came around they picked me I didn't really have an idea that they were um that interested um, I actually thought I was going somewhere else but um they ultimately picked me and uh
0: The rest is history. Yeah, for sure. So what was your overall experience like playing in the MLS? I know you played for Philadelphia, Kansas City, Orlando, and Portland.
1: Oh Yeah, it's been a – I mean, it's the only soccer league I know. So I I feel like um, I've grown as not only just on the field but off the field. Uh, It's been a great experience. Some of my best friends have come from, you know, soccer in Mm -hmm. in the MLS. And to be able to kind of see it grow as I've grown, MLS – I remember 2010, there was only um, like 18 teams. Now there's 22, 23, Mm -hmm. um, about to be 26 teams coming into the league. So just to see that growth, see the stadiums and expansion, that's that's being a part of it, all the foreigners that are coming to play. uh, It's been an amazing experience to be part of that. Uh, Obviously, I'm a free agent right now, but Mm -hmm. um, it's been great to see um, the growth not only from a
0: personal level, but um, the league as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Now, playing in Philadelphia, that was like an expansion team and then you went to Orlando and I think they were in their second year maybe when you started playing for them. So, did you like have an expectation going in? So,
1: so Orlando was also an expansion team, but yeah. the difference between Orlando and uh, Philadelphia was that Orlando already had history because they were um, they came from the lower division. Okay. So, instead of where Philadelphia was just started from the ground up, gotcha. Orlando kind of already had a head start. Gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha. uh, I was part of the... So when I, when I when my contract ran out in Philadelphia, I signed a new contract with Orlando.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it was to be part of their first... Another another expansion team. Or And that was a great experience, too, because the fans in Orlando really love soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, they really make it part of their community. And to be part of that, even though it was uh, for a short period of time, it was just an amazing experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. So even though... Um you're only 27 you played 8 years in the MLS so far so what else is what's next for you soccer wise uh,
1: so we'll see you know I've got a couple options uh, both domestically and abroad yeah. just trying to weigh them out um, the summer window is um, over at the end of August so hopefully something comes about if nothing comes about I'll probably uh, end up uh, moving forward with my life and my career unless something comes out the blue um, but that, that's kind of my mindset right now. Uh, 80 years, it's, it's a lot of years yeah. above the average. Obviously, I'd like to get to at least 10. I think that's my goal. Yeah. Uh, that's my benchmark. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens.
0: So you would be open to play overseas or no?
1: Oh, yeah, I'd be definitely yeah. open to play overseas. I mean, I feel like I've played in MLS yeah. domestically long enough. Yeah. Um, this would be a perfect time to test my luck or, you know, try something new.
0: Yeah, it would definitely and, be a uh, cool experience, overseas. I think.
1: Yeah, it'd be a great experience. I feel like,
0: especially the fans over there, probably compared to here, probably just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, exactly. actually it really just depends on what league, but yeah. you know, it's it's ingrained in the culture overseas. Yeah. Um, they just have a longer history of, you know, having soccer as one of the main sports, whereas soccer here is still like lower in the pecking order, mm-hmm. even though it's grown every
0: day. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So so since then, uh, you started your own brand of Frugal Athlete. So how did you come up with that, and why did you come up with that? Yeah, so
1: Frugal Athlete really came about kind of randomly. Uh, I was watching ESPN 30 for 30, um, Broke. Mm-hmm. And um, after, after watching that, I was, like, really interested to see uh, – you know, they keep talking about all these broke players. They keep talking about players losing all their money. How come there's no players that, uh, you know, that are showcased, that are doing well yeah. with their career or their finances after they retire? So uh, after doing some research, what I kept finding were, you know, guys like Magic Johnson, LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, guys that like like were businesses within themselves, brands within themselves, and they really didn't have to worry about their career um, the, sorry, they didn't have to worry about their finances after their career was over because yeah. they made so much money. Whereas, I mean, sorry, um, uh, soccer in America is not at that level, so I couldn't really use them as role models. Yeah. So I after talking with my brother and with, with my best friend and just always being interested in business, I just decided to kind of start it on my own. So I started with a simple Squarespace blog, and then from there um, we actually tried to build it out, and now it's a little bit more organized, uh, we're trying to build out an actual business from it, and it's been a, it's been a fun process so
0: far. Yeah, for sure. And um, I see you were uh, rebranding the podcast. So, what's uh, going to come on on that? Uh, yeah, we're just going to
1: make it cleaner all around. You know, okay. as you continue to try to expand and try to grow a business, you know. You have time to, you know, really change things and see where you see where you make mistakes, see where you can improve on. So uh, the most important thing is starting, and I feel like we did that. Yeah. Now we have some time. We built some. Uh, we built some. Built quite a bit of an audience. So now, um, obviously, we hate to take breaks, but with uh, with the reinforcements that we 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 plan on making, uh, we can kind of, you know, give better more consistent and uh, more engaging content because at the end of the day that's what it's all about
0: yeah for sure and what is your uh, ultimate goal for a frugal athlete?
1: Uh, we want it to be the one stop shop with uh, for at professional athletes and student athletes okay. and the fans that follow these athletes to, to learn about financial literacy um, You know, create a positive atmosphere where you know athletes are sharing prudent uh, financial and smart career decisions and uh, just be that platform where you know, someone can come on and learn and inspire to be um, frugal with their with their financial playbook. And whether they need a role model through one of our interviews, whether they need um, some advice by some of our informative um, research and blogs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, we plan to be that that that, that source or that database. Um, so we got we got some cool engaging content coming, both video, audio, and uh, of course, can't forget about the written. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pieces coming, and hopefully we can continue to build out our platform.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, have have uh, pro athletes been reaching out to you?
1: Yeah, there's been a good amount of pro athletes that I've been able to connect with, just yeah. being a pro athlete myself. And there's been um, um, a lot of former pro athletes and then um, current pro athletes, but more former pro athletes that I've reached out and been like, yeah, "This is a great thing that you're doing. Keep it up. I'd love to get involved." Sure. So we got two people that. Uh, we got two people that have kind of reached out in our writing pieces that are current athletes. And hopefully we can continue to build that out and uh, create sort of a, a structure about it where people can kind of do guest blog posts and share their perspective. Because everyone's perspective is a little bit different.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. And everyone's experience is a little different, too. Exactly. So let's just jump into some ran- random fun questions. So what do you think about uh, the growth of soccer in the United States? Oh, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's just scratching the surface yeah. I mean you see um, I mean I, I think I don't know I don't know exact numbers but I know studies there's been select studies that show youth soccer is one of the most popular sports I feel like even if you don't play soccer long term everyone starts off playing youth soccer it's just a sport that everyone can play all you need is a ball and some gear yeah. whereas other sports you need all these different regulations and things Um and now, with whether it's football or other sports, where you see the head injuries, um, soccer, um, soccer is kind of that sport that, although it's a physical sport, it's not as dangerous or as um, t- uh, time-consuming as, say, baseball or dangerous as football. And uh, as the exposure in the states continues to grow with TV ads and revenue and more games on TV, it's only going to be uh, more prevalent for the younger kids to kind of aspire or have people to aspire to when they're playing on the youth soccer, and hopefully it can translate long-term to them playing, you know, in high school and then in college and then have aspirations
0: to play pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I know, especially like you were just saying before with the MLS expansions, and I think the Miami team is coming soon. And uh... Yeah, so
1: they're, they're, they're coming soon, Nashville's coming soon, Cincinnati's coming soon. So these are yeah. all different markets that soccer is now, or I want to say now, but, or have a bigger, bigger opportunity to reach different markets. Whereas, you know, before it was just like, you know, bigger cities, LA, New York, where there's already a multicultural um, base there. So they obviously know about soccer, but now you have uh, the ability to reach way more
0: people. Yeah, for sure. I was I was talking to my friends about it and I was uh, saying if, if we all had enough money, I think the best investment to, would be to buy like a sports team wise to buy like an MLS team.
1: Yeah, whether it's even, even uh, MLS, USL, whichever mm. one, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of pe- a lot of investors are investing in USL because their in- expansion fees aren't as high, mm. and um, you still you're still reaching some markets, um, and their expansion is just as fast, if not faster than uh, MLS. So it's only going to continue to expand, and uh, MLS would be another wise investment too because. With the World Cup coming, the yeah. amount of foreign players that are coming into this league, uh, it's, it's, it, you're just scratching the surface of the potential.
0: Yeah, for sure. And moving, moving into foreign players and stuff. How would you think? What were your thoughts on the World Cup this year? Uh, it was amazing.
1: Besides yeah. the fact that Nigeria didn't uh, didn't didn't go through, I yeah. thought they had it. I uh, was we excited for them, but Argentina ended up taking it. So. Uh, it was a good World Cup. You know, a lot of people were worried because U.S. wasn't in it, but yeah. this was actually one of the, the most exciting World Cups in a while. So, I'm uh, excited to see what happens in the next four, four and a half years and how Qatar uh, kind of tops this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Nigeria definitely had the freshest jerseys.
1: Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, the jerseys don't win games, but yeah. we, had, we did have some fresh jerseys.
0: for sure. And do you think uh... – U- us is going to make the next world cup
1: uh yes they should i think uh i think that was a wake-up call they not qualifying and then yeah. uh, the younger generation kind of got a kind of kind of golden generation on our hands so hopefully um you know people are ready to perform
0: yeah for sure so what is uh what are you listening to right now what's on your playlist
1: uh music wise or yeah. like uh like audible podcast no uh,
0: bo- uh, let's go with both
1: uh, so right now on the Audible, I got Good to Great, okay. uh, and then um, I just and then Side Hustle. Uh, uh, what else do I got? And a Pound Foolish. So those are all been recommendations. So I I used some of, some credits that I got for my birthday, ordered okay. those up. Um, so that's on the Audible. On the podcast, I'm listening to JJ Reddick podcast. He just recently had a good episode. Uh, it was like a Q and A um there was a good episode that I, I got like saved um bill simmons with jay williams and apparently he has another one with denzel washington that i'm was supposed to listen to and then music rotation oh i really my brother got me on uh ace boogie so i've been listening to him a lot lately uh and then Drake's album obviously came out so i've been listening to that and i think i'm still playing some uh nipsey hustle because his album was fresh and uh and uh so gotta go with my guy Pusher T cause I, I like
0: I've always liked him that's that's what's currently in the rotation right
1: now damn we are going with Pusher T Drake uh yeah yeah I gotta go both <laughs> you know I, I'm like Switzerland I mean I go both sides
0: gotcha gotcha yeah that's oh I didn't even know JJ Reddick had a podcast I'll check it out all these athletes have podcasts now Let's yeah all these athletes have podcasts and they're all
1: really good too that's the thing yeah. well, like, yeah, you gotta listen to them
0: yeah they got the good setup. so
1: yeah
0: so uh what other entrepreneurs are you following uh
1: other, oh, everybody. To be honest, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I like to follow. Right now, uh, in terms of athlete entrepreneurs, uh, Paul Rabel, yeah. he's, a really, he's a really good guy. Um, I've connected with him a couple times via email and uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things he's doing with his whole, he's trying to build a little conglomerate. I shouldn't say little, but he's building a conglomerate. He has a media, media avenue, investment avenue, and uh he has his uh, own business with his with his camps, and uh, also has a charity foundation. So he's a good example that I follow from afar. Yeah, sure. uh, who else would I? Look at? Um, that would be. that he's the main guy. There's a couple other ones. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. So LeBron think, James with what he's doing. Yeah, I sure. mean, I feel like all the basketball players are building out different cool things yeah. um, with uh, whether well, their media companies. Yeah,
0: majority, and I, s- but I saw Derek Rose started a uh, scholarship thing today for like he started with like 400k or something I don't know if he's doing it like per year or something like that oh uh, yeah
1: I mean the amount of Adidas money he has he could probably yeah. do it every day <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: pretty much yeah I looked up that too before and uh his contract like his boys are just getting like paid like 50k 100k just to be quote-unquote consultants that's good I mean <laughs> it's always good instead of having it from his own paycheck
1: you know yeah. uses his leverage he was able to Use his leverage to help out, you know, his his close circle, and yeah. that's what it's all about at yeah. the end of the day. Instead yeah. of uh, that's what it means to be a fool to be honest. Leverage your leverage your work and help out your people.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm sure that's keeping him motivated to stay on the W. I mean the NBA roster.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, you you uh, I know you listen to Gary V, right?
1: Yeah, Gary V. I listen to him quite a bit. Uh You can't. I can't. I can only take him in doses though. But yeah, for I, sure. I, I, read his, I read his books. <laughs> Uh, and I, I follow him on YouTube.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. So what else do you like to do in your free time?
1: Uh, to be honest, yeah, I like to just chill with the family. Yeah. Uh, I'm really close with my family, especially right now, since I'm training back in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, hanging out with the family, uh, my girlfriend. uh, like to do some fun things, whether it's, uh, you know, being out being outdoors or, you know, having uh, trying to get my golf game up. So I've been golfing a lot. Yeah. And, uh... That,
0: that's, that's basically it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a low-key guy. Gotcha. Are you into uh, video games or not? Esports? Uh,
1: nah, not really. I mean, I play FIFA every now and then, but I'm not going out of my way to go play FIFA yeah. um, or play video games. Um, I haven't even played the Fortnite. My, my youngest brother yeah. plays, but uh, I'm not really on it.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really get into it either. I don't, I don't really like those type of games anyways. But it's doing numbers. Apparently. Yeah, I know. It's, doing, it's doing numbers. It doesn't... I mean, it makes sense, but, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, growing up, your parents are always like, yo, you gotta get off your video games, blah, 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 you know? Now all of a sudden, like, yeah. people are making millions off video, playing video games.
1: Exactly. It's like, you should have let me be playing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. you guess you, you really never know. Like, like, stuff just happens that wasn't... In existence to make money, like years, couple years ago.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's only here to stay. That the esports space is only going to grow. That's the good thing about
0: it. Yeah, for sure. Or, and, uh, for,
1: for the video game guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was even it's even like televised on ESPN. I saw they were drafting for like the two K League for uh NBA. Wait, for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Oh, they, wow. They literally had a draft. It was on like ESPN two, and they were drafting the players for because the the teams like own like the NBA teams own their own teams
1: business on
0: their part yeah for sure, yeah, for sure. and they, it's pretty dope what they did they made the logo they used their logo but like altered it and it looks like cool actually probably i'm, I'm thinking they'll probably make like some jerseys make them like alternate jerseys and wear them during the season or something
1: <laughs> that'd, be yeah, that makes sense. that'd
0: be cool that'd yeah be for sure. really cool. well i appreciate your time coming on and let everybody know where they can find you and a frugal athlete
1: oh uh, okay yeah so uh, my personal accounts twitter instagram facebook all that um, Amobi says, A M O B I says. Um, Frugal Athlete, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, what else are we on? Nah, Twitter and Instagram, A Frugal Athlete. Um, and then check us out on our website, www.afrugalathlete.com. Uh, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Play, all that. Um, A Frugal Athlete Podcast. And uh, that's basically it, man. I'm, I'm, DMs are open. For serious inquiries only. So I'm, I'm really open, and um, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you coming on.
1: No, no, thanks for having me. You know, we always stay in touch, so I appreciate you having me. I know you're a busy guy as well, and I look forward to hearing you go live. Yeah, for sure.